What is good, guys, and welcome to a new episode of Coolest Attempts. And first and foremost, before I get this episode started, I'd like to say a huge congratulations to Mrs. Kamala Harris for winning the presidential, vice presidential nomination for the United States of America. And you can say what you want about her policies and her decision making skills and all that stuff. And that's for a, a totally different debate within your friends and family and whatever you decide to do, because I'm not going to debate it on the show. But I just want to say this is a big deal. This happened during my generation, you know, and I am proud and I'm happy that Mr. Biden made a decision to have a woman of color, doesn't matter, woman of color to be put in the second most important position for the United States of America. She is the first African-American, Afro-Jamaican, you can split hairs on it all you want at the end of the day. She's black. The first Asian-American running mate of a major political party candidate. And the third female vice president nominee, the third woman. And of course, people are going to say she's she's not the first. Whatever, whatever. She's in my generation. I read about Shirley Chisholm. And to be honest with you, they don't really talk about it that much in schools and history and things like that, how big of a deal Shirley Chisholm was. And there was Hillary Clinton who ran for president as well. So those are two women. I mean, since 1789, which was when the first president of the United States was elected, we've had two women since 1789 run for president of the United States. But that's neither here nor there. We can just learn from the past. But this is a representation Another representation of the United States of America, because we are a pool of all shapes, sizes, colors and religions, ethnicities, all that. And this is very cool. This is very cool. You can go off and debate all the other stuff if you want to. Not with me. I just want to say congratulations because it's a big deal to me. Roll that intro. Hey, this is LaToya with Clueless Attempts, a podcast of a normal girl's clueless attempts at fitness, nutrition, relationships, and life's everyday struggles. I'm by no means nutritionist or a doctor, but I am a personal trainer. So listen up because we need to talk. You can either get ready or change the channel. What is good, guys? And welcome to a new episode of Clueless Attempts. I hope you enjoyed my intro. I was trying a little something different there that I wanted to kind of started off before I kicked it into that intro. And on today's episode, it's coolest attempts at leadership. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. She about to talk about leadership. Is she about to talk about the current leadership? Nah, bruh. Nah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not doing it. I'm talking about what does it take to be at least my feelings of what it takes to be a leader, my stories about being and becoming a leader and the different types of leadership that are out there, you know, because a lot of people at the bottom think that they can't lead. But there's a I mean, there's a book about it leading from the middle, but you can lead from the top. You can lead from the middle. You can lead from the bottom. It doesn't matter what position that you were in. You can always be a leader. Now, being a leader, I feel like is definitely something that is just ingrained in people. There's some people out there that you just know that are going to be 
if they hone their skills and have the right mentors and things like that, that are just going to be quality, quality leaders. And then there's some people out there that are decent and develop even more. And then there's some people that are just, they're just not leaders. I mean, we have to have followers. We have to have those type of people in today's world in order for make the ship sail or the plane fly. You know, you got to have, you got to have those kind of people. And then, you know, you want to get into leadership as well as managing and what's the difference, you know, and you go into what is leadership? Leadership is an action of leading a group of people or an organization or state or position of being a leader. But just because that is the definition of leadership does not mean that constitutes a leader. You're put in a position to lead, but doesn't mean that you are a good leader, you know? I mean, if you break it down to something as simple as what it takes to be a good leader, I could break it down as to they take success as a team and they take failure as their own. If we want to keep it kind of simple, stupid in that sense. But it takes more than that to be a leader, in my opinion. It takes someone who's reliable and trustworthy and honest and dependable, you know, someone who leads by action and commanding has a commanding presence, but they're not over the top. They're not over the top. And one of the best advices that I've ever gotten or the best question from a leader and a mentor was help me understand. I tell you what, help me understand is one of the best quotes that you will ever get into when you first become a leader, when you get put in those leadership type positions, help me understand, because you definitely don't want someone that comes in there and just tries to, you know, run and take everything over when you have people that have been there 20, 30, 10, five years, two years. I don't know, but you don't want to set that example for the younger generation that's moving in. And you also don't want to give that bad taste in older generations or older people or well, not even older people, people had, that have been with that company for a long time. But let me kind of backtrack and talk about how at least I knew from a young age that I was meant to lead. So growing up, you know, you have, say, for instance, you have games and, you know, people pick teams and captains and things like that. You have those specific people that everybody tends to gravitate to. Everybody tends to gravitate to and you always want that kid on your team or whatever the case may be. They might not they might be the popular kid. Or they might just, you might just see something in them because people do have that talent to just see something in someone, potential. And I've had that as in, I've been chosen to lead by example based off my work ethic, based off my sporting skills in some situations, not all. And then being asked to do speaking engagements for eighth grade graduations, you know, science fairs and things like that. People that are looking to you because they see that potential or they believe that you are a leader. And that's kind of my experience of me realizing that, hmm, there might be something to this and maybe I am meant to lead or people see something in me that's so strong and so powerful that they follow, they listen, they gravitate towards me. You know, I've always had that. Whether I have friends, they've asked me for advice on things. Some things I've experienced in life, and I can just kind of give examples of the things that I've experienced. And then some things is just advice. But as I've gotten older, I've had to learn about being an even better leader, whether it comes in friendships or not just work. You know, 
I have to be the last to speak and I have to be a listener because I tell you what, I'm a Leo and my natural instinct is me, 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 my natural, not that I'm not giving, not that I'm not loving, not that I'm not loyal and I have all these qualities, but my natural instinct is you tell me something. I'm either thinking about my reaction or thinking about what I'm going to say to you before you finish your story or I am bring, finding a way to bring it back towards me. I, I'm sorry. That's just, you know, that's just kind of what's innately in me. So I've had to practice that to not push on my experiences unless I'm asked about my experiences dealing with a certain situation or I'll caveat and say it. Well, I've dealt with a similar situation and I try not to come off from a me, 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 me perspective because that will get you nowhere and people some people genuine people will see right through you and figure out hey why is this person so kind of I mean you had to use the cert word conceited but why do they always bring this about to them it's not about them it's about me I don't understand and these are kind of attributes that I've learned over time that I didn't have right off the the jump street and that's what I mean as far as developing leaders in general is you can't just read it from a book on how to be a good leader. I have to see it in you that I'm going to take it upon myself and tell you also to seek mentorship, to seek other great leaders to develop those qualities. You know, like John Lewis was young. This is I'm going back to John Lewis, may he rest in peace. But he was with Martin Luther King, right? And he followed by that example because John Lewis was always innately at a young age, a leader. But you have to see someone else kind of doing those things that you want to attain to in your goal in a good way to become that leader that you are supposed to be. Your purpose, you know? and. I'm sure he's learned and me Well, he's, he's passed away now, but I've learned from the bad, but I do remember the good leaders that I've had. I've come across so many just good people and people that have kind of stirred me in the right direction in order to become the leader that I am today. And hopefully the leader that I expect to be when I get in higher positions, but I've always known that that was what I'm supposed to do. Latoya is supposed to lead, but I didn't understand it necessarily. I thought it was a position. I want to be a boss. I want to be a boss. Like that's always been my thing. I want to be a boss. I want to run something. Okay, hold your horses, hold your horses. If I give you the responsibility of running something, can you handle it? Can you lead? Can you lead? Can you observe people? Can you motivate people? Can you other can you lead others? Or can you motivate others to lead? Not telling them necessarily what to do, but giving them a sense of responsibility, giving them a sense of pride when they do something that you ask them to do. You know, I mean, you show, you go back and look at coaches, gang members, you know what I'm saying? A group of kids. And even in gang members, there is a leader. You know, there, there's a reason 
why people tend to gravitate towards a specific leader of gangs or even coaching. And there's a reason why there's some good coaches and there's some bad coaches because you are showing by example, not only your experience, but you're saying, Hey guys, look at me, look what I got. Look what I'm doing. Do you respect me? If I respect you, or if you respect me, I'll respect you or vice versa, mutual respect. And I got you. We will go to the promised land. These how these are how you see all these great coaches. They're not just great teachers, but they're great leaders. Popovich, Phil Jackson. These are amazing. I mean, there's more out there, but there's are amazing leaders. I mean, I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. And you saw the breakdown of Jim Bolin for the coaching the Chicago Bulls. And why? Because he lost the respect of his team members. They didn't trust him anymore. Not that he wasn't knowledgeable, not that he didn't push them to be their best, but he probably did a really bad job in motivating these guys. They're not, you know, college athletes, of course, they're adults, but motivating, motivating these guys to win a title because they do want to win a title. No one goes into the NBA and wants to lose, period. NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, all those. They don't want to lose, but you have to harness that want and that tenacity uh, to win a championship besides the skills of your players. I mean, we've seen it. I mean, I hate to give basketball references, but we've seen it in the Detroit Pistons back in the day with Richard Hamilton, Chauncey Billups, Big Ben. No, not Big Ben. Had Ben, ugh, big hair. Can't even think of his name. I know some basketball fans are going to be like, oh my gosh, Latoya, how can you not remember? You're right. Tajon Prince, those guys. They weren't the most overly athletic guys in the world they weren't the best as far as like one-on-one like you see with LeBron and you know uh James Harden and Russell Westbrook and Jimmy Butler but as a team and their coach was able to grasp not just use their talent and their ability to win a championship you're good at this okay well I need you to do this and I need you to do this to the best of your ability and that's what it takes to be a leader when you are in positions of power and you see those bright young individuals or older individuals, because you need to pull on them too, or you see what is good in them, what they can do, and you hone that skill. You hone it and you make them feel like they are the best thing ever because they know that and you need them. People just want to feel loved and needed. And that's a fact. That's how you can get the best out of your people. That's very true. Very true. Also, I realize that leading, you know, takes, you have to make hard decisions. You have to make hard decisions. No one says it's easy. You don't want to hurt people. You don't want to make people get upset because that's natural for people to want to clam up and they want to get defensive. So you have to figure out a way to make those hard decisions, but talk to them so they don't feel so combative towards you. You know, I kind of want to talk about the different leaders that I think have made impacts on me and then some people that I've seen that I know are leaders. Or I guess I should talk about the people that I've seen as leaders. So I went to squadron officer school. If you listen to my other podcast, I went to squadron officer school and I was around, I believe, 12 other captains. I was I was the only civilian there. So by listening to them in their stories and not just basic, I was able to pick out who I knew would either be in positions of leadership 
or I knew would be fantastic leaders just by looking at them. Now, obviously, over time, I got to know them and even the silent people, the silent leaders, and I call them silent leaders because they led by example. They spoke up when they needed to, when they felt the need to. They weren't scared. And I said, you know, those guys are going to be great leaders as well. You had your extremely outgoing, outgoing guys there who I knew would be in positions of powder, power. And I know if they were given the type of information and being able to see different perspectives and different sides, they would become great leaders if they choose to be in those positions later down the line. They showed empathy. They showed compassion. You know, we've had times where we had conversations and things, you know, about just what goes on and what we've experienced. And you saw it there. And those are the things you look for in leaders. So I know all those guys in that class and girls are going to be good leaders. And I can tell you that. I know that. You have ones that are way more technical, but doesn't mean they won't lead by being that type of person. You have all different kinds of leaders. You know, some of them are extremely outgoing. Some are kind of quiet. Some are bold in your face. And it really depends on the type of people that you're dealing with. This is what I found out. You lead by the type of crowd that you have, the type of, you know, lower level officers or enlisted or just civilians or contractors. You you kind of gravitate towards them, the type of things that they can handle, because there are some guys that can handle just in your face, like, what the heck are you doing? You know, and then you can notice the signs of if something is wrong. And that's also a great sign of being a leader. So at work back when I was, well, my first like major job as far as getting paid a decent amount of money, I came across this one lady and her name is Mignon. So she's listening. What's up? I was in grad school at the time and I was working like two jobs and I was so tired and I was studying as well. And she actually made, she treated everybody that was below her with respect. And she made sure, and she saw that there was better things for me. She made sure that I got enough sleep because I was working two jobs. She made sure that I did study to do my homework, even if it was on my break time and trying to finish, you know, my assignments, because she knew that there was better out there for me. That's nurturing as well. These are the things that I strive for when I have people that are younger than me, like you can, or not even younger, just in general, co-workers, when I see something in them, I want more for them. Now, it's a difference if they don't want more for themselves, but the ones that do want more for them, and I see it, I try to push so badly so they can attain those goals. I have now in the government, I have three guys that, well, one used to work with me. Well, he was above me, and he showed me true mentorship and true teaching. He was very teaching kind of lead. And I learned how I want to be before you obviously get into super high and you just don't have time to teach, but to be that type of leader because everybody doesn't understand. You know, I've come fresh out of the the civilian world working in law enforcement and then I come into government and I don't know anything about anything. I know a little specs by the time I got to him, I had been doing this for a couple of years and I knew a little bit, but I didn't know that much. And he taught me so much. 
and his second in command taught me and still this day, cause I still work with him teaches me so much from a government's perspective in making, trying to make good decisions and relying on your people and when not to, I won't say not rely on your people, but when you rely on your instincts and make a decision because it's sometimes you have to make a decision and sometimes you have to tell people, no, this isn't the way we're going. I respect in a, in a nice way. Thank you. I respect your thoughts and I respect the fact that you have this option, but I think the best decision will be for us to do this. And you have to be okay with making those. At the end of the day, I strive to be a leader that is respected and passionate because that's the kind of leader that I want to be for sure. Respected and passionate. And I think, I think a lot of my friends and some of my coworkers will definitely say that about me. You know, I, every year we have a kind of a rundown of your duties and what you've done. And if you've exceeded those or satisfactory or whatever the case may be, I forgot what they're called appraisals. The one thing that came across this time, because half the time I was out of, out of state or country and was your team members enjoy you and they depend on you and they listen to you and people come to you. And that was by far the best compliment I've heard in a long time was you have that. I had another supervisor in that same thing that said, hey, I'm going to need you to get everybody together because they listen to you. Boom. That's a boom moment because you're just like, they listen to you. That lets you know that these people respect you and they, they will follow you because you know, obviously you have their back. I mean, people don't follow people just to follow people. It's kind of based off a mutual respect thing. It's kind of like, okay, well, you got my back. I tried to instill that into the people that I work with. Like, especially if you have a good reason for something and you feel like this is the best way and I'm going to trust you, then I will go to bat for you. I will go to bat for you and I will I will ride with you on that horse and say, yes, this is the way we're going. This is the reason why we're going this way. If you want any technical information of why we're going this way, this is why we're going this way. But that right there, getting those that that type of word feedback from my lead and from my boss was amazing. So that's all I kind of have to say to you guys is be the type of leader you would want. And that right there will probably get you and help you succeed in life when you decide to be the type of leader that you want to see. And guys, that's the show. One thing I say to my friends all the time is no one listens to me. So I hope you listen and I hope you tell others to listen to clueless attempts and tell them to be ready. Until next time.